0: Welcome to the party. Bang bang. It's Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the PhD of podcasting, aka the milkman because I always deliver. aka the uh, the clumsy jeweler because I'm always dropping gems. Um man, we have got another banger midweek episode here. Uh, welcome to the party, episode 64, uh, with special guest, my friend, personal, uh, Tom Chisholm, uh, did not want his company named in the episode, that's fine, that's fine, but I don't understand, what was everyone so scared of? This is like the fifth, sixth friend of mine, I've got guests, I've got worldwide guests coming in, they're happy to talk, talk about whatever, and my friends are too scared to talk about their business, that's fine. That's fine, but I don't get it. I'm not on here talking that crazy, am I? I don't know. You know, there's, there's like, there's one thing, you know, a couple of fucks and shits in there. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm not like, oh, hey, you work for Hallmark, uh, when you're going to create a, I don't know, some, some politically incorrect card, blah, blah, blah. I'm not asking questions that's that wild. You understand? It's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. All I know is that I shaved my face. I know you're already probably talking about it, Clay. Uh, uh, what? Are you sure this is the big boss man? Because it looks like it looks like an understudy took over today. No, I know I'm looking young. I'm looking fresh now. We we had to, we had to film something today. Uh, you'll see. You'll see. It'll come. I don't know when. I'm I'm not I'm not the mastermind behind it. It's outsourced. So when it gets done it gets done. But you'll see. You'll see. Um and uh I know this is a podcast, Clay, we can't fucking see you. Yeah. We'll follow follow welcome to the party at welcome to the party on Instagram and you can see you can see the visual content. Right? But um man. Oh man. Good to you, man. I am dehydrated. Been working hard today. But we, uh, man, we got shit done. We're making big plays out here. At the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. But um, yeah, man, we have Tom Chisholm here today. Uh, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. I say that every time. But I don't get guests that you're not going to love. So I'm going to keep saying it every time. Uh, we talked about uh, work. Um and the skill set involved in his particular line of work, what I like about his particular line of work, how why I want to get into it, uh, unless unless the potty is is all I'm gonna be doing, you know, but um yeah man, we got we got into all that, we got into all that, we we talked about teachers, uh, how they shape the minds of of the children. The children are our future and our teachers Our teachers play a big part in that. Should they get paid what they get paid or should they get paid more or should they get paid less or should there be some type of measurement system that, that ranks teachers and they get paid according to their rank? See, we're full of ideas here at the Welcome to the Party podcast. Now, are my ideas as good as LeBron James? I don't know. Uh, Clay, what are you talking about, LeBron James? For LeBron James has just opened up a school called the I Promise School in Akron, Ohio, his hometown. Um, this school, I don't know how much it costs or nothing like that, but what what it aims to achieve is just to get kids out of the hood and give them give them opportunity, give them a chance to make the most out of themselves, be something, be someone. And what this I Promise School does is offers free tuition, free uniforms, free bicycle and helmet, free transportation within two miles, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, food pantry for families, GEDs and job placement services for parents, And guaranteed tuition to the University of Africa... (laughs) Africa. No, the University of Akron for every student who graduates. Now, that is... That is unprecedented. And I know I shit on LeBron a fair bit because uh, I don't like the way he moves. But when me and cheers are talking about about teachers and, and all this. And then, then LeBron opens this school. He is on the same wavelength as the PhD of podcasting. And maybe I can teach uh podcast one-on-one at his school. I don't know. We haven't reached out to him yet, but that's fine. But, um, shout out to LeBron James. Cause this is huge. This is huge. Uh, I've never heard of anything like this before. Maybe there is something like this in like Switzerland or some, some beautiful place where, uh, everything's golden, but in the United States of America, uh, this is, this is unreal, man. It's unreal. And, um, it's a beautiful thing. And I hope, well, I don't even need to hope. I know it's going to to change a lot of lives. I think, I think 240 kids at a time can go there. That's unsourced, but I think I read that somewhere. It's not in front of me right now, but yeah, man, uh, huge shout out to LeBron for that. Before we get into that, uh, Politics. Now, I was just talking before about why my friends won't let me talk about their their actual businesses on here. That's fine. If they were a politician, if they were a politician, I would understand it more, because, um, you know, politicians they, they dig up dirt everywhere. Matter of fact, some dirt got digged dug, some <laughs> digged some dirt got dug up. Um, in the U.S. of A. Um, what's her name? Democrat Leslie Cockburn, huh? Please repeat Cockburn, Cockburn, uh, Virginia Democrat Leslie Cockburn, uh, who is a candidate for the House of Representatives. uh, has has gone negative with her campaign. Her opponent's name is Denver Riggleman. Uh, Not not to be confused with Rob Riggle shout out to the hilarious Rob Riggle (laughs) His name is Denver Riggleman, and she has she has brought out some personal shit This motherfucker is interested in Bigfoot erotica, huh? Clay Is that a thing if I type that into Pornhub you porn? uh, red tube X hamster if I type that into any of that shit, is, is it going to, going to come up? I don't know. I haven't typed that into my computer, not once. And will I? No. I'm probably already on a watch list for all the shit that I talk about, Trump. I don't need to add Bigfoot to my, Bigfoot erotica to my search history. Nuh-uh. Nuh. uh uh-uh. nuh uh Um. But yeah, so, so I don't know what the deal is. Uh. Someone sent this article through it's pretty long and I'm not really, I'm not really into reading this much about some dude that likes big full porn, but I did see the phrase kink shaming, kink shaming in the article. Now I've got to talk about this for a minute because we talked, uh, on the last episode about this TEDx talk, uh, and normalizing pedophilia. Now, no, no, no. We, we can't call it kink shaming. Okay. I right, Be into feet, be into pee and poo-poo and all this. Be heterosexual, homosexual, asexual, whatever you want to be, be all that. Don't be a pedophile. Okay. I don't give a fuck what that lady said on TEDx. I don't give a fuck what she said. There's no fucking children. There's no fucking uh, corpses. There's no fucking animals. No, 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 no. Not while I'm here. No, no, no. Not while, not while Sheriff Boss Man is going to be holding a dime. Easy money. Alright. Kink shaming is just more, more of this fucking, everything's got to be bullying now. Alright man, hey, you've seen Super Bad. The kid was drawing dicks on everything. Yes, haha, that's very funny. Let's tease him from it. That's okay, that's harmless. That's harmless. Maybe. Maybe it's not. Who fucking knows? It probably is harm, harmful. It probably is. That's fine. That's fine. If you are into Bigfoot porn... Bro, we don't even know, first of all, if Bigfoot's real. And so that's what you're into? Yes, cats are into, um, you know, Comic-Con and cosplay pornos and shit. And, like, bat off to, like, cartoons and shit. That is... Weird, but it's it's fun. It's different. I don't want a senator or governor or mayor or president or vice president or um, you know what else? Uh, security. Uh, de- what is it? Security something. I don't know. I don't want them. I don't want them to be into bigfoot porn. No, 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 no. They need to be as normal as possible. I don't need my politician to Clay, where do you get off? Where do you get off saying this? I'll tell you where I get off. No no, no pun intended. I'm not getting off over Bigfoot, that's for sure. But I'll tell you where, I'll tell you why I can say this. Because I'm not running for office. Do I intend to later in life? No. So I probably could look up Bigfoot porn right now if I wanted to. But will I know? Will I Tell this dude, Denver Riggleman, that he probably shouldn't be in charge of, uh, you know, these planes, bruh. I can't do it. Should I? Should Yeah, I'm not going to be running for office. So it doesn't, it actually doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I say. That's, that's what I'm saying. I... Like, only God can judge? Yeah. Also, I'm going to judge because I don't think you should be in office. Why? Because you like big old Bigfoot cocks. All right. That's, I mean, that's plain and simple. Plain and simple. It's plain and it's simple. It is vanilla. That's what it is. And it is, I I, I don't know if I can accept it.
1: Mm. Mm -mm
0: -mm. Hey, Denver Riggleman. You wanna have a podcast? I got zip qualms. Say what we say what you want on it. I do. Do I talk about Bigfoot porn? No, not unless it's related to you. But I'm not running for office. That's the thing. No one needs to worry about what I say. Hey. If I did run, if I wanted to become a politician. You could take just one of the Welcome to the Party episodes, any episode between one and 64, pick one episode and it would ruin me. I'm fine with that. I'm not running for it. I'm not running for it. That's all I'm saying. But is, is Cockburn's strategy acceptable? Probably not. But it's politics and they're all, they're all snakes. That's a crass generalization, but do I care? Not at this point, not at this point. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, there's, I'm sorry. That's like, now I sound like one of those people when you, like you call the phone company and you need help and they just keep apologizing and telling you there's nothing that they can do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, there's, I understand what you're saying and I'm sorry, but there's nothing we can do. I'm sorry, you know, I understand. I understand your disappointment understand the way you feel but there's nothing we can do understand i'm sorry see that's how i feel about you denver denver Riggleman. i'm sorry i understand there's nothing we can do but i'll tell you what we will do we're gonna we're gonna go get chizzy with it so welcome to the party my friend my guest tom chisholm <laughs> with it. Get with it, What Let me talk to you about business. Sure. So you are we won't name the company. Okay. You are a like a what brand business development manager or, or, uh,
1: so my official title would be like an on-premise executive. Right. However, the role is like super broad. Um, so I was actually having this discussion with someone, uh, the other day and yeah, there's probably like, uh, it's, it's such a broad role, which makes it difficult. Um, but anything to do with, like physical availability of a, of the product but then also the pull through so all the branding and and marketing on how that on how the
0: product's actually going to move and then i guess like, in and that's in like in like bars yeah yeah you on talk, premise being are you talking like like gas stations and shit as nah, well
1: no 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 so on and off premise on premise is like any any licensed venue generally it doesn't okay. it doesn't have to have a license but mostly i guess the the straight definition is when the can is consumed on premise and then when when you're thinking like quick takeaway joints or or um service stations like petrol convenience or or anything like that the can's consumed off same with your supermarkets because you're taking the product home
0: so that's like there would be someone with the the equivalent of you but just for for the off-premise Yeah, yeah yeah and that's
1: the thing like they've got there'll be a lot of people so they'll be like you know they'll have teams of four or five or six or something so within like the region like south australia there's just me right And so like there's six thousand. i think the, there's six thousand licensed outlets in south australia like numbers wise like yep. that's small bars pubs and, and everything so you can't call on you got to kind of go all right well i'm going to have like a top-down focus and, and focus on where there's like actually impact and then um and then I think it's one big juggling act. Like some I've said like a bunch of times. Sometimes the hardest part about the role is simply prioritization and always trying to read it like what, what you need to deliver to make impact because that's constantly changing. And so if you and because it's so autonomous, if you go down, if you if you don't keep questioning that and you kind of just get, um, one vision of what you think you should be doing, and and it's wrong, you're going to end up way off path. So you kind of constantly need to recalibrate. Right. And you can only cut sometimes like, yeah, that's checking with, you know, other crew in the business, but then sometimes you can, you just got to do it with yourself. So it's like a lot of parts of the role have probably been about, um, that, that entrepreneurial side as well, and just making decisions by yourself and
0: trying to run it as if it was your multinational business. Right. So you on premise, does that, does that count for like festivals yeah, a so bunch of festivals. You're looking more at the the marketing of how how your name, the company's name is um, you know, displayed around that area yeah. and where the product sits on the shelves. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I guess like the the gatekeeper of the brand in terms of we want it to do it in our set tone and voice so it's all consistent with like you get, you know, you get a big company like this, you're going to get international brand guidelines like stuff that they need mm-hmm. to keep it exactly as is and they want consistency they don't want anything that's out of line it feels like not in line with that consistent voice yeah and so like a gatekeeper of what you can and can't do and then also like at the same time they're going to go all right we'll tailor something to the local market that works so it's you know so it fits in and we don't want to just like stand out too much if it doesn't meet the needs of those consumers mm-hmm. and then um so the, the look and feel of that but then also what like what's going to pull it through. So getting to how, how do we have the most can sales as well um, at, at that event? Yeah. So you still, you still, it's a real interesting one. So it's sales in the sense that you're tied to volume and they want to see uplift and they want to see you you're held to a number. And then at the same time, like, right, you can, you can have some ability to do creative marketing concepts and stuff to, to help pull, to, to reach that number. Yeah. So I've always said, like when you think about marketing, marketing departments, normally always like begging for money and they're the first to get, you know, acts. And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. our budget's never big enough. Oh, we presented this and they scaled it back. And yeah. that's the con- that's the continual fight. But the the one thing with this role is the fact that we have a sales arm um, as part of it. It's always kind of nice because we can kind of create that story that goes, Hey, we've got like X amount of sales that are that are gonna result because of this activity and, and it's like a real tangible thing that we can justify yeah whereas marketing um you you know that those results might be coming two three years from now right you know? and so it becomes far less tangible it's like yeah 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 like we'll do this now we'll spend all this money it'll be good in like 15 years you know 10 15 right. years and so it's much harder for a department to get money that way so that's a that's a, a you know a quite a big positive about about the department
0: And moving, moving from premise to premise, the relationship development between you and the owners or managers, is that, how important is that, um, when you're trying to make sure your brand is the brand they not only buy, but push the hardest?
1: Yeah. Like real lucky because of the brand working for is pretty desirable. And so that's a big part. And and so I can imagine that if it wasn't as a desirable brand, that would even be more. Yeah. But I'd say it's not about. It's not necessarily about like relationships. Is a real funny thing because it's not necessarily about likability, as in how much. But it's I guess like a, like a mutual respect or a, yep. Or they see that you're trying. You have good, um, like a good good intentions for their business, and, and I think that's probably like the main thing and then if they see value um that percent that perceived value of of what you could do then that's really they you i've i've dealt with like real difficult people and 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 to be honest a lot of like club owners and venue owners and stuff can be yeah and um and that's how they you know their venue sub- survives or whatever so that sometimes you, i might have known them for four years and worked with them and yet they're still a pain in the ass but um if you if you've shown results and it's generally one of those ones the moment you get runs on the board then everything opens up so you do one event with them or you do one thing you you install one thing that works yep. and then every time you come to them or every time you, you 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 give them a buzz you know they're really receptive so yeah
0: do you do you ever um set up like um an event at a place say i don't know maybe a new someone that's recently signed on and you want you want them you want to show them how much people will will get around the product do you like set up a an activation where you're like this event is a this brand event and you know there's you've got your umbrellas you've got your your fridges cans everywhere um and people are you know making cocktails or whatever with with that in it or just Mm -hmm. getting that there's specific things on the tv maybe Mm. that are sponsored by it as well at that like at that event at that event
1: yeah i guess like the events we do are either our own or or we're like third party where we're supporting and it's such
0: a huge brand like yeah it does have its own event so Mm. like it's so big is it do you find that with um say like coke versus pepsi coke Mm. coke dominates Mm. for the most part Mm. do you find that your brand is is the Coke of of that industry and people are more likely to...
1: Yeah, like it's yes and no. So you got to look at it as, yeah, within the category itself. So the the category itself would be like close to market leaders and all that, the most popular, most desirable. But then you like, it's interesting you mentioned Coke and Pepsi because that'd still be, you, you think about who are your competitors and you have your direct competitors, but then really anyone consuming the beverage being a beverage industry it's probably in definition like a a competitor yeah and then so coca-cola the fact that they are have you know diversification of products Mm. such a big portfolio they're probably like our number one competitor right and they do take a large portion of of business from us because they can they can bundle up and do you know kind of these these deals yeah Um, right
0: but yeah. Are, do they are they under the same uh, sort of guidelines as as you guys? So I'm pr- I don't remember if this is a fact or not. Well, it's all unsourced here. Welcome to the Plain Podcast. You are not supposed to market a your brand and vodka. Yeah. But Coke can do like Jack and Coke, or whatever. Is that is there? Uh, do they have a head start in terms of that so let's think at what
1: I can and can't say um yeah but they're not the, like they do in that regard if they're if they're pushing Jack and, and Jack and Coke but I, I don't think they it, it does make it it does make it hard um but there's ways we get, we get around that. And so, yeah, we might not be pushing, like, alcohol and our product together. But I think it's something that we, we let the consumers decide and we're going to do things that that help them um, have to make that choice. So it's like a real... It's a real kind of grey area and we will toe the line. But the thing is that there was, there's never been any legislation around it. It's us taking the front foot, going... Us as a business don't want to go down that route and so we were the first ones to kind of go, we're not going to play that game. And that's our global guidelines. But right. it wasn't anyone kind of enforcing that. Yeah. So when you look at it from that perspective, it probably means that you can get close as well because it's not a legal issue. It's just kind of a, a guideline and we're trying to stay within it.
0: Yeah. So. It's a role that I've always been interested in yours and like the same, a couple of our friends have the same mm. sort of role within different Different companies or products, um, and I went to see a. I don't remember if I talked to you about this, but I went to see a career um, oh, yeah. career coach uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she she recommended that area as like something that I should be looking into. And I mean, I always thought like it would be it would be cool and something that I'm more interested in than what I was doing. Previously. How did she get to that? What kind of stuff did you have to do? To... Um. Well, we just went through what my strengths are, um, my interests, and like. So like. Were there any kind of questionnaires or tests? Or yeah. Anything? So I went through the. What's it called? Wheel of life, maybe. Okay. Where you rate certain areas of your life one to ten. Mm. Uh, and then. Uh, there was another one that I forgot what that was called, but it was just. Mainly f- like figuring out your like what you take out of your job, what you want in a job and um basically what we found was that I'm autonomous. Yep. So I don't need I don't need someone over my shoulder all the time telling me what to do, how to do it. Like being able to have a bit more bit of creativity in what I do and also being able to, you know, be out and about. Um my biggest strength and this was um, you know, self-reported so i said my biggest strength is my personality mm. and she was just like "Well, we, like if you can sell yourself you can sell anything so like sales and i was like direct sales isn't something i'm interested in yeah and then yeah basically it boiled down to like brand um brand management or brand development um mm. uh, marketing sort of stuff and uh, she was like, you need to you need to look into BDE roles or BME roles, and I was like, yeah, yeah, like I'd, I'd love that. And so I've been, I mean, I actually applied for a Coke job yesterday, and yeah, right, um, something similar with the the Adelaide Crows and stuff like that. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a fun um, change for me mm. because in the uh, realm that I was in, mm. it was my morals didn't support what I was doing because I didn't think revenue should have been the number one thing. No, no way. Yeah. So I had to get out of there and like, obviously in that revenue can be the number one thing and I can also, you know, Mm. add a bit of myself to it instead of like just templates and sitting behind a desk. For sure. Yeah. I I think
1: like, I remember like when I first got out of school and I was like, wanted to go straight into uni and i, I actually did really I, I think i peaked in high school in more ways than one but like i did really good in um in school and got like a super high TER. yeah and um so i just studied like a law commerce double degree and then um i kind of had to i did that some of that self-evaluation or i was, I was to be self-aware and was like what kind of what kind of like thing do i want to do for you know a large portion of my life and what will that look like like what during the day does that mean I'm doing like, am I in an office am I like wh- how are people calling on me is it by the minute mm-hmm. and am I as available billable time or do I have more um, you know am I more, more autonomous with my time and I'm not actually you know I can kind of get around and do things and that's when it started to really like, people kept on saying yeah but a law degree once you have it it still opens up any, any right. area and it's I guess that's true and, mm-hmm. and, it, and take nothing away and I think there's incredible like you the, you know there's all sets benefits for having that. But then I saw myself potentially getting like that's a that's a long four or five years to do and commitment oh, just yeah. just to have something as a nice to have. And yeah. and, and so I kind of realised hang on, if, if if I'm not wanting like billable time and I'm not or I'm not wanting all these things and I, I kind of realised like what was important to me in a role and, and getting out face to face with people building relationships kind of trying to extend hang on how can i be social in the, in and and work yeah and almost be having these relations like just kind of heading out and and seeing new things and seeing what people are like working on so when you think of like bde roles yeah yeah it's it's helping build like, and there, and, and BD is just a disclaimer like this it's such a broad term. Oh, yeah. so you could have the worst bde or bdm jobs that are so pigeonholed and all about just like new business growth or something and real impossible cold calling tasks Yeah. or you could have incredible BDM roles that are like s- taking on so much responsibility and you're almost integral part of the business and the business like is seeing direct quantifiable value for you being there. So I think it's like you're going to have when you, especially yourself like applying for these it's going to be like a trial and error and yeah. really, like when you're getting interviewed also asking what the role is and getting a clear understanding from them Yeah because um there's probably like horrible roles out there but then yeah that there's so many different benefits as to why it like it was suiting me and that helped me realize that um i think i was in a lecture at, at, at uni at late um a two-hour law lecture and and it was full yeah and um and i went to walk out i went to a walk out and um, because I got a phone call and when I came back my seat was taken and there was no other seats in the theatre and so I um, deferred and dropped out of the course.
0: Did if you if you followed through with law yeah what area do you think you would have seen yourself in?
1: Oh man like at the time it was all I was like oh commercial law and all that and I don't think I even knew what it meant but I was like oh you know mergers sound cool and all that and that was I don't even know where I got that from and then thinking about it now um yeah I, that's the thing i can't even I, I don't even know like i guess with the experiences i've had now i, I think in-house like working with within one business would be cool okay. because because then you're still kind of this you've got a shared i think and what i've heard from other people that do it like mm-hmm. as opposed to different things all the time whatever you're kind of a part of a team that are that have got one vision and one purpose and they're working towards that and you're an integral part of that yeah within so i think it would definitely be like working for a company uh, it's a part of their legal team. Um, yeah, just just for that reason alone. And that probably goes for a lot of different stuff. That makes stuff. sense
0: to me, you mm-hmm. saying that, I think, knowing you and, and what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's something that I just like, as a consequence of my billable hours that I was working on, I was thinking about law because that's obviously billable hours as well. And I was like, could I be a defense attorney? Yeah right. Um, and obviously, I've got a friend that's in a bit of strife at the moment, and I want him to get the least amount of time possible. But he like obvi- he hasn't harmed somebody.
1: This sounds the start of like a TV series.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> but could I could I defend somebody that I know is a danger to society just because I know I'm getting x amount of money for it? Mm. Um, when, you know, I, I left my role for something much, much less than that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I
1: th- that's, like, it's good that you, like, that self-awareness is a workout because it's it's such a big part of your life. And so if you can't, you know, I think that's make or break as to when people were incredibly successful at what they do or not because they understand themselves and what's going to, like, what makes them tick.
0: yeah. Um, now private school. I was having a, I was having a conversation with Rach about this last night. (laughs) What, what are your thoughts? You went to private school. Yeah. What? Worth it? You reckon? (laughs) Such a general. I don't want to name, I don't want to name the school. I don't want to like shit on the school or anything. I love, I
1: love that we're in Adelaide recording this talking about public and private school. It's (laughs) It's like such an Adelaide. Discussion
0: point. Take this away from us. In, in, okay, so let's bring Adelaide into context. So in Australia, to me, I don't think the difference between private schools and public schools are that drastic. Mm -hmm. There's a few public schools that I wouldn't want to go to. Yeah. Um, but like if you go across the pond to America, if you don't go to private school, you're at a severe disadvantage. Yeah. So I was te- I was telling Rachel about that last night, and I think why was I talking about oh I saw somebody that I knew that went to private school mm. that is not doing the best for themselves. Mm. and uh, I hope it's not me right no <laughs> no no it's it, it's just very like it's it, there's nothing wrong with what he does, but I'm just like y- what he does. You don't need to even go to high school for. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just I'm just like, what are you hoping for out of your children if you send them to private school? And is it is it worth it in, mm. in this country? Which I mean, we're very lucky to be here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think, and I'm am interested to know where you and Rach got to, like in terms of the consensus and if there was one. But, um, like, cause my sister, she's got two. I got two little nieces, and so she's kind of asked me um, from that point of view. And cause they're all like, you have to worry about zoning and all that. Kind yeah. Of right, so, right. And, and so they, yeah, where, where they're kind of thinking about houses and buying and selling and stuff, they, they kind of, um, factor that in always. And, um, yeah, I think I'm pretty, I've always thought about this, but I think it's to the year level and I think it's to do with the, the group of kids that are in that year level, um, that totally make or break, um, uh, you know, which it's not a popular answer because it's out of your control. Mm. And I think that's more influenced than
0: anything. I think, I think you're, I, I think you're a hundred, well, I don't know if anyone's a hundred percent. I think you're very on the money though. Um, I think social pressures mm. are just, mm. not even like, you know, not even peer pressure or whatever, but just being around, you are your environment essentially. Yeah,
1: yeah, And that's the thing. Like, so a, a popular answer would be, or nature versus nurture, and a lot of parents say that because I think it makes them—it's maybe comforting to, to think—but they're like, no, nah, no, nah, um, it's all that like if we if we parent them right and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's public or private because you know we our kid will be good regardless. And I can tell, yeah. oh, with them, nah, they'll be they'll be fine with it. And and look, there's a lot of truth in yeah, sure, upbringing everything that matters and that's gonna hold them like give them every possible chance to do well. Yeah, but. Um, like yeah, group think is real. Yes, and like peer pressure is real, and um, situations where like you're gonna get put in, um, bec- like either more or less because of that, the, the the people that you're surrounded with. Um, yeah, it's gonna happen, and so you could argue, okay, does that mean private? Is there less chance? Is there more, like, better people and stuff? And I'd say, no, like, that's, it's it's still going to be a lot of chance. Like, yeah, you could help yourself based on geographical, you know, socioeconomic areas around schools and all yeah. that. But um, I, I was lucky enough, so with my school, the year level I was in, I felt, and it, and it was at the time, like, we had this sense of, that suc- like, doing well was cool when, like, success was cool. So people still wanted to be, like, you know, cool method or whatever, yeah. you know, and that image and all that, but it wasn't cool to be failing and it wasn't cool to um be like, it was probably, I guess the, like thinking about it, like the coolest thing was probably to do well with the least amount of effort or at least right. act like you're, you yeah. know, like, oh yeah, I didn't, you know, I haven't thought about that assignment, boom, like killed it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, you yeah. didn't even think about it. Yeah. Did, yeah. But, um, but then, yeah, that's what saw like so much of our year and I don't know, I can't remember anymore, but, like I think we did all wait like, we all did really well I think my like year twelve I think it was one hundred and eighty kids or something, and so there's gonna be outliers like both ways or whatever but um there was so much support and that came from the teachers I guess like teachers matter but the the teachers were really caring, um, teachers <laughs> teachers more than matter teachers are everything and I think they do crazy amounts of good but um the yeah well, i so lucky to have that that level of that that group think being, you know, that it was cool to do well.
0: Yeah. I think I remember in high school it was probably, it probably felt the opposite to me. Like, like, Oh man, like, Oh, I just got a D on that math test or whatever. And like, I, I mean, I had my goals of to go, go to America to college I knew I had to do well in school. Mm. So regardless of whether it was cool or not, I, I was, I was trying to do good. Yeah. And but I feel like a, a lot of people fell into that trap and like, it's, it's cool to be a clown and mm. like, you know, um, and it's funny. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's funny, but like, I see some of those people that were clowns now, um, like, well, did that pay off? Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, yeah, in terms of like public school and, you know, being at a socioeconomic status to allow that for your child, um, like growing up and like seeing seeing what we see now how we see it instead of like being ignorant as a teenager money doesn't doesn't mean that you're going to be a good person Mm. or whatever so like you know i know a bunch of people that went to private school that like you know are working you know retail jobs and Mm. spending whatever they make at their retail job on coke on the weekends yeah And it's like, you know, it's all, like, I like to have fun, Mm. but, like, at at what expense and have you you learned about fiscal responsibility and have Mm. you, like, you know... Why don't they teach that in schools? How many hypotenuses have you measured since you left school? (laughs) (laughs) Daily, man. (laughs) It's so crazy, some of the stuff that, like... mm.
1: And stuff that they just, I don't know, it's real it's real evident of, of things you don't get taught you know yeah. oh
0: man now that the podcast is a business and I it's tax time and I've just gone through that fucking no idea what mm. I was doing because mm. that's not what you go through yeah. you have to actually go to university and study that shit to understand it mm. I, I was just like I still know that A squared plus B squared equals C squared yeah. never use it mm. why did I have to learn that mm. I'm not like maybe Lavelle needs to know that he's an architect. Yeah. You know.
1: And how about just general shit that like makes our society better? <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean, like, if if we all live in these cities and we've all got we we as like humans like to you know live live together. History suggests. Yeah. And, and cities and and all you know come together, then surely we should spend more time on skills that help us get along yeah um so yeah it's just crazy and then and, and as, as part of that i think like understanding yourself like how we you know with so much um so many people unhappy and like high rates of suicide like mental health and stuff how is that stuff not you know taught as a preventative measure from yeah young, young? yeah
0: crazy even like i don't i don't i don't know a whole heap about I mean, I know a few people that went to your school around your age, but at our school... One, one of them
1: we, one of them on the podcast.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of people in my year alone committed suicide in high school. And instead of even taking the opportunity to discuss mental health, it was like, oh, like, we'll have an assembly to remember so-and-so. Mm. And then, all right, now go to art class. And I was like, well... Yeah. You should be teaching these kids about not... You don't need to use the person as an example and, like, say how it happened or why Mm. it happened. But just use that to be like, hey, mental health is a real thing. And, Mm. like, you know, if you feel this way or that way, you can speak to these people. Here's this number. Yeah. I don't think we ever went through that.
1: Nah, it's bizarre. And so it's like, all right, where does the... like. Where, the, where does that lie with and, and, and you go okay parents and then they've
0: probably never gone through that so it's like yeah. oh, what kind of discussions are they going to be and the, the the way they grew up yeah. was basically to ignore that shit
1: yeah yeah totally so you that's probably not the best yeah so that's not going to lead to an open discussion and then that's there's like in my mind there's two things so there's one to kind of that explicit kind of alright this just happened you know if you're feeling down or whatever and and, and having that kind of chat but then it's probably like There's probably steps way earlier than that or way younger that actually aren't even explicitly about someone taking their life. But um, just like, cool, what does it mean to feel fulfillment? What does it mean to live happily? What does it mean to like, are you doing things for the right reasons or is it out of ego and pride and stuff? Or are you kind of doing things that you want to do because it makes you feel good? Yeah, And so like that kind of thing that's kind of separate from actually... The consequence.
0: That's actually what you were talking about with Neil Strauss before about that quote you just pulled up. Um, yeah. Like most of the things I've done in my life. Oh. oh.
1: For en- for anyone that knows Neil Strauss by name, I wasn't just reading his pickup book <laughs> or anything like that. I feel like you're throwing me under the bus. No, no.
0: Well, we're in we're in my studio, <laughs> and you picked up my fucking Neil Strauss books, so I'm throwing myself on a little bus, if any. <laughs> um. So the quote what was the quote exactly you just mentioned it yeah it was
1: oh okay so I got it here everything that's great in my life came from doing what was in my heart not what was expected of me right
0: and that's that's it like
1: but it's you know what sucks like that's profound like that shouldn't be profound no and so he's like profound it's got like you know 2,500 likes for someone that doesn't have that many followers um and it's like that shouldn't have to be something that you figure out when he's like he's probably middle-aged or whatever yeah he should like you know, you should know that at 10 and they be making every decision based on that. And instead we then, you know, have these choices about uni and all this kind of stuff. And then parents push their things down on us, peers, then ego and pride and everything gets in the way. And then we're making dumb decisions and then we're unhappy and then shit goes wrong. Yeah.
0: And that's very, that's also something that I think is wrong with the high school setting is they just push you need to get I don't think it's called a TER anymore but the score the score for uni you need to get a really high score um, eight,
1: ATA? Eight, eight, ATAR maybe eighter? I don't know yeah something like that showing our age yeah
0: <laughs> and you have to and you have to go to uni mm-hmm. like or like and they make you feel like you're not good enough if you don't go to uni who's that just just in high oh, school oh, I just okay. remember a lot yeah, of yeah, pressure yeah. To, to get a good TER yeah yeah ATAR
1: a lot of that comes from parents and then um and then yeah schooling and all that I think that's going to change though
0: yeah me too because I think there is such a huge demand for um, trades and from what I've seen personally just just from my friendship circle mm. my friends that went into trades dropped out mm. they're all starting their own businesses and they're all they're all doing better than most of the people that went into like the professional world that yeah. went to uni for five years got themselves into debt yeah and you know so it's yeah, it's it's good that that people still did that. Whether it was because they weren't doing well in school or whether mm-hmm. it was out of passion is another question. But yeah, like to see them doing well is is something that needs to be um pushed probably a bit more in high school. Yeah,
1: um, I think it's gonna happen because when you think about the people that think like that that you need a um a degree and all that, they're right now they're probably still. Like the CEOs and directors of companies, and they yeah. get that pushed down. But that's fast changing. So as, um, as we're getting older, it's it's the people that are our age that are then we're then going to be those like you know there's directors, there's CEOs and yeah. stuff with that mentality that we just said we agree on. Yeah. And so then you'll probably see like far more people wanting you know. Um, experience and and and, and 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 not necessarily a piece of paper
0: yeah and at, how long does the piece of paper remain valuable when everybody has one
1: yeah exactly and that's the other thing but I think that's and that's still you unfortunately like you need to use that as a, like a marketing thing though then they're like okay so everyone you know they're proud to say that they're like everyone has one so you need like a master oh, or you need you, one from here because yeah, ours, yeah, ours, yeah, ours are worth or... yeah, yeah. and so once you got that like now you need a double degree because everyone's got a bachelor's yeah that's kind of some internal like yeah bullshit paradox yeah but um but I think like I don't know I think there's well, these days and it goes back to the internet I think there's so much good quality Information and being made into really easily digestible ways that mm. are so easier to update with more practicality made from people that are in those jobs. Yeah. Um, putting out online courses for cheap because yeah. they don't have any overheads because there's not even enough, you know, it's all online and stuff. Yeah. And, and that's going to be, because the information's so good, that's going to be valued more soon. And I think that when like back to the previous point, when those crew are running the shows, they're gonna go. Well, who's done? Like who's absorbed that info? Who's who's just doing good work or, yeah. or switched on? And they're gonna that's gonna eventually trump it. It's not yet because because obviously there's still this push on on yeah every you know, bachelor's degree is a normal new normal. So what do you have kind of? But I think eventually it's gonna be a shift, and unis are probably like panicking a little bit because it's it is a bit of an outdated thing. Like courses, I don't, I can't speak for, like. <laughs> Recently, you know, I've got to go back to when I was doing it, but um, the course was so outdated and it wasn't real life and it wasn't run by people that had recent, you know, on-the-job experience or that yeah. they were academics and they had been academics the whole time. Yeah. And a, 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 real, a real turning point or a real, like, strong point for me was when the case studies in my overpriced textbook that I'd buy each year and not use were um, from companies that I was getting work experience for and stuff and now kind of the, the textbooks were trying to tell me what that, that the company was doing and me having that internal company experience with volunteering knew that that wasn't even how it went down and yeah. I was kind of getting it through this, through this filtered lens of these academics yeah. and when I could see how contrasting it was to real life and what was going down I was like, hang on, it just really didn't give them much credit from my perspective and it really kind of tainted, I was like... This isn't, I'm, I'm not getting like solid value. It really is starting to become for the piece of paper. Yep. That's going to be degree to specific because if you're like, if you're studying medicine or whatever, you need to go. To oh that. yeah. But like for what, and that's... what, what I was doing, like Mark, like this marketing kind of style, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's broad, it's subjective and, um, and you're getting taught out of, out of date principles by, by people that are just kind of guessing what's effective. It was just not my, not my jam.
0: Yeah, and some people I mean, you can call marketing a science if you want, because you know, there's there's communication, there's there's psychology, mm-hmm. you know. But medicine is a science. <laughs> law is, you know, it it's law. You need to know you need to know those you things know that are know written the law down. If yeah. you're gonna teach it. Yeah. But like marketing marketing used to be billboards and newspaper and now you've got social media, the fuck the whole internet. Mm like you can you are not able to give me a marketing book from 1989 no like cuz I won't I'll go to a job and or interview and they'll be like oh what's top down marketing? Mm. I'll be like oh it's when you know someone says something on the radio and that go and then that goes down to some like you know yeah radio is radio is dying
1: yeah times changed too fast for them to to kind of update well, that's yeah. what it felt like when I when even
0: I was television there. Mm. Even television Television still has commercials And all of that mm. Because You know It won't go away anytime soon Because they've still got um, Like live sports And stuff like that But yeah. If you want to consume Your TV shows mm. You You can go on Netflix Stan uh, YouTube Red yeah. All of it No No advertisements Yeah Until they start You know Integrating This This show You know Luther brought to you by Apple mm. Until then, there's there's no ads on on any streaming service unless you're um trialling it. Yeah. Like like Spotify has ads for people mm. that don't pay for it. Yeah. Um yeah, so it everything's changed so much that that yeah, those those textbooks don't don't really matter in, in certain circumstances. Totally. Yeah. But in in that push to, to university, I think some some parents are so like oh you can do whatever you want and like you don't have to go to university there's there's other pathways like you can go do this or this or this. like there's tafe university um there's trades whatever mm-hmm. and then some people be like oh don't you want to be don't you want to be like daddy like I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a lawyer and like oh th- that's the best job you can have because you use your morals and you and there's a, sometimes there'd be some people that you say like, oh, well, why did you become A? I'd be like, oh, you know, like my dad was one and he always told me that was the best thing to do. it's like, what do you want to be? Oh, like kind of wish I was a firefighter. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're choking yourself with a tie every day, bro. Yeah, it goes
1: back to that, like why aren't they teaching that early? Like about, you know, actually working out because that's not easy, working out what you enjoy. Yeah. goes back to that kind of point.
0: Yeah. And what you said about, teachers and their, their worth that, that argument about what they get paid and their their holidays and stuff. There's some really good teachers and some really bad ones Mm. and it's pretty, it's kind of hard to measure and like, I've had good and bad. You've probably had good and bad and there's some that like are so inspiring Mm. and like, Oh, I I can't wait to go to geology. Yeah. I hate that class, but that teacher makes me want to learn that.
1: Yeah. No, I got the utmost respect for teachers so I' give them like give them the benefit of the doubt and think maybe even the bad ones which is being in like a system that didn't support them for too long yeah you know so like they they're maxed out they are getting not paid enough not rewarded enough too yeah. much too much expectation with you know not enough giving back and maybe that's what made them bitter and jaded and, yeah. and not being their best because <laughs> like they it's such an important thing so you, you're spending more time with people in developing uh, the developmental age than the parents like yeah you know? oh yeah and so like that importance like it should be you know the most important when you when you think about people in society and wars and and all these decisions you know that are coming from these people's upbringings like people in general you need we need the most investment onto onto education and absolutely and, and it needs to be like the, the the highest um reward like paid you know position out there because it's just so important
0: you're shaping future teachers future doctors future serial killers yeah. so like yeah, yeah of course they need it's they need s- it's
1: gonna save money in the long run
0: yeah but um it's hard man because you know the younger the kid the less attention span that's hard then you're moving into hormones totally. and like you know someone's trying to like touch someone on the fucking desk and all this shit man
1: i get stressed with my role which has nothing to do with uh people's development i don't think as far as i'm aware yeah so i i I would be i can't even I, i try and you know put myself in a position where i imagine myself doing that and i get like i get the sweats man it's like it stresses me out thinking that i'd like where am i where am i getting the time to plan those lessons to make it effective oh cool recess or lunch just finished 30 people are now gonna alright class sizes these days I don't know maybe like 20 if it's good yeah. like 20 people are now like looking at me as to what, what you know and, and I'm gonna be impacting their upbringing like shit that's a lot of responsibility
0: yeah and you can fold and say yeah we'll play duck duck goose for an hour just to shut them up and teach them absolutely nothing or you can fucking yeah. get them in line yeah. and teach them and,
1: but also there's no delegation there so when you even think about the highest paid CEOs and stuff like cool they're making the biggest decisions that impact stuff but then they're just delegating those. So, you know they've got time to respond they've got they've got people you know they got project leads task force whatever they call it these days yeah they? and and then those decisions are getting made by multiple people whatever and then they got you know these deadlines so you got people coming in you know that day looking up at you. 20 of them there's no there's no one else there's no project lead to then work out what's going on it's like on you
0: and they're the most malleable minds (laughs) in the world like whatever you do is going to stick with them and
1: like you said attention span they're not even they're not getting paid to be there so they're they're disbehaving yeah um it's it's like it's freaking me out right now
0: just thinking about it yeah it is high pressure and like some yeah it's it's pretty frustrating i'm not a teacher and i still i still get frustrated when people are like you know, you hear people have that debate about their pay, like the pay of teachers. Eight and, week holidays. Yeah, it's leave like, oh, they, or... they get all these holidays. Mm. They only work till three. It's like, they, go home, they don't work till three. Mm. They go home and read uh, uh, papers and uh, grade tests and mm. write reports. They organize their teacher, parent teacher nights, which on those nights they work till nine, mm. you know? So, and then, they're all, but all their holidays, it's just like, you don't think they're organizing their next curriculum during that time. Yeah. It's not all holidays, yeah. like. Yep. But I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a fucking teacher. No. Nah, Seconded. Yeah. But yeah, I think the reward the reward for them is is probably not probably is too low, but mm. hey, where, where's the money going to come from? Mm. Are you binging anything at the moment? Um, not alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> Are you binging any content?
1: um content like entertainment yeah or
0: uh
1: the, the problem is i binge like way too easy and so the answer is no because i finish it and then i have to wait like a year for them to produce yeah so like i don't know basically most things right um, <laughs>
0: i um yeah i just finished billions okay on well, one after saying most things one of them happened to me, yeah is business good? Like, I haven't seen it. I love it. Okay. I love it. It's, you've seen suits. Yes. Similar, but, um, different business. So it's, uh, the stock exchange. Okay. And you're talk, they're, they're talking billions of dollars, not, not millions generally. So mm. they're, they're, they're insane. And the way they talk to each other is indicative of what you see in, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Like okay. cocksucker. Yeah. Or, yeah. All yeah. that. But it, it roped me in. The interesting thing to me was the antagonist and the protagonist. I couldn't tell who was who for much of it. Yeah, right. I kept and flip and is, there, is there
1: a clear one, or is it kind of no? Oh, right. And That's apparently,
0: cool. there's an interview with the director that I haven't listened to, that he explains why he's done it like that. So mm. there's the attorney general, mm. and then the 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 head of this firm that has done, you know, some dodgy trades, stuff yeah. like that. And this guy's coming after him. And sometimes you just want the lawyer to get him. And then sometimes the lawyer fucks up and you're just like, yes. Cause I, I don't know. And like, I still don't know. I've watched three seasons. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck I like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's strange cause I've hated some movies that leave me like that, but I love this show.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Always after a good, a good a recommendation. But yeah,
0: I've just finished it and it's not, next season's not out till next
1: year which sucks Mm. and I hate that um I think the last major one I probably binged was Westworld I haven't seen that man massive fan yeah
0: yeah it's pretty it's pretty good and that's
1: Um, two seasons long uh yes at this point yeah Um,
0: I heard that they weren't sure like they as in fans weren't sure whether they were ready for a season two whether it needed to happen or not
1: um Nah, definitely needed to happen. I think there was the, f- the first couple of episodes. People were not sure, and it's all like, oh, is this good? Because it's a British, really it's a shift in the dynam- in the in the whole story. Okay. Yeah, like as in, it's a major shifters to the old one was set in the the kind of the one scene being Westworld, mm-hmm. and then come season two, you know that world kind of won't give too much away, but things change massively and it's no longer kind of all about how it was in season one and so i think that makes people you know people either decide oh i'm used to seeing that i want to see more of that yeah but i don't know it's like real interesting and then the stuff i hope they do more of that i like really appeals to me is that whole um you know the the site the cycle like the the psychology with the with decision making and stuff so you've got these Robots or these machines and how like it, it talks about the narrative of how humans can do what they want with them and all that kind of stuff and so if if they can get away with doing anything in this world um where it's all just re- you know where there's no consequences and mm-hmm. what is the n- normal behavior and what right. it people's like you know because you you're gonna, that is fascinating yeah and so then it kind of you start to think like cool if if people were literally invited to this this theme park and and they can do whatever they want no consequences and that includes murder Like, having sex with anyone. um, And there's no real... Yeah, no consequence. What does that look like? Mm.
0: Um, Pretty funny. So, it's good. Have you ever heard of the Stanford prison experiment? No. So, it was an experiment. I forgot the psychologist's name, so forgive me. But...
1: Not Stanford. Stanford's the name of the prison. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: no. Stanford's the name of the school. The college in America. And they do this experiment. So, they're just... I don't even think they're classrooms, but they're very small rooms that they turn into quote-unquote cells. Mm-hmm. And they just get uh, 12, let's say 12 volunteers, six of them are guards, six of them prisoners. And um basically, yeah, they, they all sign up and they're like, oh yeah, fine. And they're all just like, whatever. So the prisoners are in there just joking around. And almost immediately, I think it was like 20 minutes the guards just had this massive sense of entitlement hmm. and just just like started treating them like shit hmm. and they weren't told to by the way they were just told like your guards and your prisoners huh. and they had guard outfits and the prisoners. so you're saying said-
1: that like the prison the prisoners hadn't done any actions that. Should have justified. No, they the were guard. just all volunteers. Yeah. But, and, and they obviously hadn't done anything to the guards at this point, just being ones no, that yeah. were justified. The talking and stuff, and
0: the, yeah. the guards guys like, shut up, yeah, yeah, yeah. smoking cigarettes, and the guards come smack them out of their hand, yeah. and they ended up, they ended up like breaking these um, prisoners down. Oh, yeah, right. And they actually never, fi- well, they finished it, I guess, but they, they actually cut it short because it just got out of control. Um, And that's what, that's what, that just Westworld sort of just brought that to my mind Mm -hmm. because people, given the circumstances, will just take complete advantage. Like think of, this is getting a bit fucking out there, but (laughs) think of Nazi Germany. (laughs) These people probably at some point had morals like you and me and then got told, you're a I don't know what they call themselves. I don't, do mm. they call themselves Nazis? I don't mm. know. You're you're this now. So mm. and then they've got this power, mm. and they just acted so terribly to people. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, it's just crazy because I guess that they think that um, when you when you think of an ideology, you think it's right. Yeah. You you genuinely believe those people were waking up in the morning, thinking they were doing the right thing. Yeah that's that's what's that's what's full on but in the same way this is i think and this is where it gets all like there's decisions being made today that, that we're not like kicking up enough fuss about that. Mm. you know that could be the you know the kind of the way we look back on that we'll look back at some of the things going down today yeah and think the same and go were those like you know and they'll be questioning the logic behind it and i think today it was just you know it was everyday behavior It was like no no no
0: but Yeah. We
1: didn't realise.
0: And yeah, like the... I mean, the shit that goes on in Guantanamo Bay that we think is... Oh, they're terrorists. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Like, there's massive human rights violations going on there. Regardless of what the crime is, Mm -hmm. they're human beings. And I'm not saying they should be out in society. Mm -hmm. Lock them up. But I mean, torture is Mm -hmm. pretty serious stuff, you know? And... Force feeding people that go on hunger strikes. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Most Def, the rapper who's yeah. now Yasin Bey? No, not not. I wouldn't say familiar, but yeah. So he, he, elected himself to get um, force fed the way they get force fed in Guantanamo. Okay. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're squeamish, don't watch it. But he. He's like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. And he sits in this chair, and they tie him into the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a fucking electric chair, like he's tied up and everything. And they put these tubes up his nose, and whatever the hell that stuff is, they just start feeding it to him, and he just starts crying. And he says, "It's me! It's me! It's me!" Like, get them, get me out of here! Wow. And he, uh, and then I forget the numbers. How long does this go on for? But- so I think one feed might be 20 minutes and three times per day and he didn't get through five minutes of one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's, that's something that we, you know, accept because maybe these people have done something bad, but something that we believe is bad and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not advocating terrorism, (laughs) but like they've got some sort of ideology, whether it's uh, religious or whatever it is, or they're standing up for some sort of, for, for an, uh human rights violation, mm. maybe. They're doing what they're doing for a reason that we don't understand. And we think it's okay to treat them the way that we treat them mm. or, or we, as in the Americans are doing that. And that's, yeah. Then you, we may, or they may look back in, 20 30 40 years and be like wow that was disgusting yeah treatment yeah, yeah. Oh, rabbit holes man rabbit holes <laughs> um now i'm not sure if you want to talk about this your entrepreneurial uh ideas
1: oh yeah ideas yeah sure um the only reason i'm, I'm hesitant sound hesitant is just because it's like i don't want to prop myself up there's no i don't there's there's not really too much, um, to, to talk about in this space. I don't think okay. just yet. Um, but like, no, I just, I think it goes back to that. What we talked about earlier about, um, working out what, you know, is your idea of, of fulfillment and what, where you are most happy or, or, or feel most fulfilled if it's a better word. And I, and I just think it's like it, for me, it's doing, doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's it's probably like alright how can I bring like some significance to other like to others to other people
0: man I f- I feel the exact same way hmm.
1: yeah and so and then when I realize like okay cool and it all goes back to probably like you know this the, the 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 understanding of like mortality and you know that you could you know leave this life whenever and all that kind of like you know getting, getting deep into the rabbit hole here but um, I think that's yeah it's a kind of there's a a big part of me that goes cool how can I keep you know waking up and working for you know talking about position earlier stuff but like how you know how can I keep doing that and then get to X amount of years age and feel content even no matter how high that ladder I climbed Mm -hmm. so that's where it's like oh you know keep checking myself now I'm going hang on well I, I probably need to be doing something like climbing a different ladder through this space of doing something that's for me, but but more importantly probably doing something that's for other people. Yep. Um so, you know, if that if look, if it puts me in a path that's not to do with myself like nothing to do with me on ownership, because that's not the reason, if it's if it's still under the someone else's banner or something, you know, that's fine. But if it's more deliberate action of me directly influencing other people, I think that's where the fulfillment's gonna come from for me, mm. and and it sounds like you know for you, you relate with a lot of that. So oh, absolutely, yeah, man. That's that's probably where that is. And so in terms of like what what I've achieved at the moment, there's there's minimal in that. It's more that awareness of what, like what I'm trying to go after, and what mm-hmm. I'm trying to build, and, and look for opportunities to give value in that in that space. Yeah, and, and and that stuff I really enjoy. So probably the parts of my role now is a lot of the stuff that's that requires that kind of level of decision-making or not, you know, not necessarily helping others at the moment in that, in that regard, in that, in that real, um, you know, explicit way, but, um, but just that, that level of decision-making going, okay, these skills that I'm learning or or doing now will, will apply when, when, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. There, that was a question that I asked myself, um, at that session with the career coach Mm. was, Um, well, no, well, she actually asked me, what do you want in five years, 10 years, 20 years? And I hadn't thought about that in such a long time because like everything leading up to now pretty much was like pro basketball. Like, and then that ended and I went to the job that I had, which never felt like, you know, a lifetime sort of thing. Mm. And I guess I just hadn't like re-established what i want to do and now i've got now i've got this which is you know which i love doing yep which i would love to you know develop financial freedom from but then you know financial freedom from this you know maybe 10 years yep and then what then just keep going well yeah that'd be great but imagine being able to give someone else financial freedom. And that's, I think that's what I would, I would love is to, um, whoever's, whoever's involved, whether it's Dante, whether it's moneymaker, Mitch, they're being able to generate enough to give them financial freedom as well and give them the opportunity to break out and then do, do what they want to do whether they want to start a friggin ice cream shop or a bookstore and then give someone else a chance Mm -hmm. generate jobs or whatever that would that's yeah that's something that would make me feel valuable Mm -hmm. you know yep yep yeah um well before you go we've got a new segment I don't know if you've heard it sourced unsourced I did organize some some questions for it. Sourced, unsourced is basically true or false. Okay. I say a statement. Uh, if you think it's true, you say sourced. If you think it's false, you say unsourced. Yeah. If you get three out of five correct, Welcome to the Potty will donate $50 to the charity of your choice. Hey. Uh, and if you don't, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> but the questions here... Are kind of brand specific. <laughs> okay. So, TGI Fridays was the world's first singles bar, sourced or unsourced. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go sourced. Correct. Yes. Yeah,
1: sweet. Did you um, ever go to the? Was it TGI Fridays? That um, was the. Adelaide, TGI Fridays. Where is
0: that? At Marion? Yeah. I've good. never been to that. Oh, okay. one. I've only been in I America. To all, right, all right. Yeah. I wonder if... It, I kind of I want to go there and see if it's as good as America.
1: Oh, no. I think it's all like packed up, shut up shop now. Oh, really? Well, yeah. What I'm talking... I think I'm talking like the New York bar and Group. I don't know enough because I'm not that side of town, but man, when when like 18, 19, it, it had a following. It was like the place, but I don't know about the singles thing, but yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Now. The first X Games was held in Daytona, Florida. Sourced or unsourced?
1: Um. Well, like I'm just trying to think about this Daytona. I don't know much about it. I know the Daytona 500, mm. um, you know, classic arcade machine. Oh yes. Um, yeah. Yes. I that, that the race is real as well. It is real. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that um, is sourced. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. What was the question again? The first X Games was oh. held in Daytona, Florida. Man, I'm gonna go unsourced. Correct. Hey. That's two for two. If you get any of the next three questions correct, $50 to the charity of your choice. All right. Has a contest called Paper Wings, which is a paper plane flying contest. Man, that sounds ridiculous. So um, it's definitely something we'd do. Sourced. <laughs> Correct! Three, four, three. And um, usually I'd keep going with the questions, but if I don't. Less or, work for money making Mitch, eh? Less work for money making Mitch and less risk of destroying your career. <laughs> 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 Do you have a charity in mind?
1: Um, yeah, so something like somewhat close to home, but I'd go to the the Black Dog Institute. Um, So they do some good work, I think, like around what we've been talking about, like awareness of mental health, the stigma, all that kind of jazz. Yes.
0: Yes. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, man. Loved it. Oh, it's good fun. And um, hope you have a safe weekend. Cheers, mate. So... much. uh I hadn't seen Chizzy B for, uh, for a few weeks there, so um, that was good, good catch up and it's good to um, talk that real shit with a friend. I love that I can do this shit. I've got an excuse to, to do this shit and record it, you know? Instead of, like, it kind of would be a bit freaky if I just, like, invited a friend over and was like, hey, let's just chill, man, and, like, brought out a recorder and was like, I'm just going to record everything we do. They'd be like... What? Wait, you're just recording? See you, Clay. You know? But now I've got a podcast. He knows he's coming. He knows he's getting recorded before he gets here. And it's all good. But, man, I, I'm i very interested. He's he's very... Uh, he holds his cards close to his chest there with his uh, entrepreneurial, or as he put it the other night, this comedy, by the way, wantrepreneurial. He's a self, uh, what do you say? Self-proclaimed wantrepreneur, which I think is funny, but he's a successful dude. He's killing it for his company, uh, who we had to bleep out there at the end in the sourced on source segment and, um, $50 to the black dog Institute, uh, which is a, uh, a charity, an organization that, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely, um, I mean, not to, I don't know. I was about to say I definitely see the value in it. I see the value in all of these charities and organizations as doing doing the right thing. But this this one, um from my old line of work is one that I've I've dealt with a fair bit and um yeah, I the value the value is uh, second to none. So uh kinda glad to lose that game and it's kinda like do I Do I make the questions harder or do I keep them easy so then these charities can get a smooth, uh, pineapple? I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. Um, hey, maybe I just got to fill my pockets up quicker. But, um, before we leave today, uh, quick, quick, uh, one more thanks to, to old Chizzy B because, um, I know he's he said he was a bit nervous about hearing his voice and all that shit and people people often are especially when they're here in person so they don't get the um because over the phone you can just get that kind of phone sound which isn't uh quite as daunting as hearing your voice clear as day like like you hear mine uh two times a week but um oh I think we've got international him coming back this weekend um but oh yeah uh moneymaker Mitch you want to hit us with that, uh, poor posture of the week? Now, there's a brewery in Poland that is using, uh, bacteria from a woman's vagina to, to brew their beer. It is the world's first vaginal beer. Um, so they're saying that you should be feeling the bond with a beautiful woman. While you drink your beer. Here's what I think. Uh, this was suggested by the way. So this got sent through as some listen to this fuck shit. I said poor posture. I said no. Poor posture. As soon as I saw that you should be sharing. um, The bond of a beautiful woman as you as you drink your your beer. As soon as I saw that I was like. Why don't you why don't you ask a lady out for a drink then. Why don't you have? Why don't you have a beer while you're next to a woman? You lonely motherfucker. Your posture's terrible, dude. Unacceptable. Vagina bacteria, to brew beer? What about the hops? Huh? I've heard of yeast infections, but damn, Mm-mm. I will not drink it. Unless, hey, uh, I don't know the name of the brewery, but uh, you want to be a sponsor? What? What's that? Huh? Sorry, what's that? Oh, would I sell out that quickly? Uh, Moneymaker Mitch. Yes, I would. I talked about it last week. Kylie Jenner's worth a million dollars per post. Give me 20 bucks. I'll post something for you. I'm telling you, 20, nah, fill my tank up, fill my gas tank up. Give me, you know, 60 bucks. (laughs) Um, yeah, man. But as I said, today was a busy day. We will make moves, big plays for the potty today. So, uh, that's why my face is so clean and, um, I look like an eight year old boy, but uh, you guys will see, you guys will see what's happening and, um, we'll, we'll get back to you this weekend. So you guys have a happy hump day. Um, well, I hope you had a happy hump day. You probably, uh, have, uh, shit. Am I tired? Cause I forgot how to talk. I hope everybody has had a happy hump day and I'll catch you motherfuckers on Saturday. My still So Sunday, sorry. Um so be safe, finish this work week out, get that cheddar, and uh as always baby to to